Let me tell you all the craziest, same take you'll hear all day. Now, what you may not realize is this is the youngest quarterback matchup in an NFC championship game in NFL history. The two quarterbacks behind me, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, y'all get that. But you realize that the gap between the two isn't all that wide. Now, calm down. I'm not talking about the talent gap. One is a second-round pick. The other, a seventh-round pick. Clearly, that matters until it doesn't. I'm talking about the performance gap. Let's give some respect to who Brock Purdy is. We've seen him now for seven weeks. And you realize what we have seen in those seven weeks? Well, compare Brock Purdy to Jalen Hurts. You at home and realize it's not as crazy as it sounds. Both are elite when it comes to winning and losing. 7-0, 7-0. Passing yards per game, relatively the same. Think about completion percentage, roughly the same. Think about passing touchdowns. Think about total touchdowns. Passing plus rushing, 17-16. The performance gap. It's not that wide. And that's all that matters. Eagles fans, I'm going to talk to your heart for a second. My former roommate, Nick Foles, no one would assume that he is as talented as Tom Brady. But in Super Bowl 52, Eagles fans, as you all know all too well, what mattered, not talent, performance. So the craziest but now very rational take, which you have heard, is that the performance gap, the gap that really matters, it actually isn't that wide between the two quarterbacks. And I can't wait to see the matchup Sunday. Let me head to the desk. I got Eagles all-time rushing leader. I'm going to give you time to process what I just said, let you digest. Oh, what you just said. I heard some wow. Um, like, whoa. Joy, let me come to you first on this one. How wide is the gap between Purdy and Hurts? The gap is massive. There's a huge gap. Big. Large. I mean, to seal up all the adjectives to explain <laughs> the space. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate for most of the season. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know Brock Purdy's name until Jimmy G went down. I did. And that's no disrespect to Brock Purdy because you weren't supposed to because he was a seventh-round rookie and he was the third-string quarterback. True, true, true. Now, he's made a name for himself now. Absolutely. And it's not Mr. Irrelevant. But it ain't Jalen Hurts either. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, and it's massive, and it's Jalen Hurts is better, more experienced, plays at a higher level, has more skills, Whatever, whatever measurements you want to get to, maybe we'll stop at leadership, and I would still probably give Jalen the nod there as well. Absolutely. We, we also saw how valuable Jalen Hurts is to this specific team that I think we all agree is loaded. But what did they do, and how did that offense look when Jalen Hurts wasn't there? Else. We know what Kyle Shanahan can do with a backup quarterback because that's pretty much his entire existence in the NFL. What did the Eagles do with their backup quarterback, who was apparently as good as Jalen Hurts? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Losses. It comes down to this. We know the talent gap is bigger. Maybe the performance gap is not as wide, although I will say last week uh, Brock Purdy didn't do much of anything that was impressive, and Jalen Hurts was amazing, but we're just probably going to ignore that game because the Dallas Cowboys are somehow going to wiggle in there and get some credit. Why are you looking at me for? Because I know where this conversation is going, so I'm just setting a couple landmines up for you because we did a little prep on this. At the end of the day, the game is, is on the line. Who would you rather have as your quarterback? All things being equal, which essentially they are mm-hmm. when you're talking about these two teams. You'd rather have Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Jalen Hurts. So then there's a gap. Yes, there is. There's definitely there is a, a gap. gap. I just don't think the gap is as wide as so many people at home are trying to make it out to be. So many people at the water cooler are going to make it out to be. Because what I realize is Jalen Hurts is elite. We've all come to realize that this season. But Brock Purdy is playing at an elite level. 
So if somebody is currently acting as though they are elite, then there's no real differentiation between the person who is portraying somebody to be elite and the person who is actually elite. Because from a distance or from up close, you're getting the same results, quite literally from the numbers and figuratively when you just think about perception. But Dave Hellman, let me come to you. You watch a lot of quarterbacks and you've done it for a long time. Yes. How wide is the gap? Here's my thing. I think the gap is wide. I mean, Jalen Hurts is in his third year starting at quarterback in the NFL. He was drafted higher. All the beautiful things you said. There is a gap. The problem here is that we're not playing these games in a vacuum. Like, uh, my favorite analogy, if this was playground, st- playground style and you're like, you have the choice between yep. these guys, everybody's taking Jalen Hurts. Of course, and they should. And they should. That's not what's happening in the NFC Championship game, though. Brock Purdy is playing quarterback for arguably the most loaded roster in the NFL. And, Joy, I, I hear what you're saying about what Kyle Shanahan has done with backup quarterbacks, but consider they plugged Jimmy G into the lineup, a guy who started a lot of games in San Francisco, taking them to the Super Bowl. Then they put Brock Purdy in there and got better in, like, every way imaginable. Like, they have been so much more explosive. He's won two playoff games. And here, I think to prove Acho's point, which is why I can go along with this, they've played two playoff games against better quarterbacks. Geno Smith is a pro bowler, is he not? Like, Geno Smith is a much better quarterback. He's been in the league for almost a decade. He's supposed to be. By talent. Dak Prescott. He's by talent. Objectively, a better, more experienced, more accomplished quarterback than Brock Purdy. It hasn't mattered to this point. Partially because the Niners are such a fantastic team. Partially because the guy calling, running the plays for them has made very little in the way of mistakes. I think it's interesting It just keeps going up, right? Like, the Seahawks clearly overmatched in that game. The Cowboys, a little bit lesser of a team, but a much closer matchup. It got harder. It hasn't made a difference to this point. So, mainly because of what the Niners bring to the table outside of the quarterback position, in this matchup, I don't think the gap is that big. It is, there is a gap, though. I just don't think it's that big. 2-5, you know the Eagles very, very well. <laughs> so is this a real topic, though? Absolutely. We're talking about an MVP candidate to a Mr. Relevant. And Brock Purdy has been playing well. I, I can't, you know, hate on him, but he's, he's, he's a rookie. Let's take it back for a second. Take you, it back. You, take you it like back, to talk about back. numbers, right? <clears throat> Let's talk about playing the game, mm-hmm. right? So as a rookie, how hard was it to be a rookie? I know nothing. You, 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 I had a solid you. rookie year, right, Joey? I was okay. I was starting. I did my little thing. Uh-huh. I, I just didn't want to mess up, right? So I, I think when I watch Brock Purdy play, he does have some plays where he makes plays and he does his thing. No state. doubt about it. Can't deny but, it. And that, and, that, and that huddle... Right when they break down the huddle, you got Kittle here, you got McCaffrey right here, you got you got the the, the uh, Trent Williams, and, and then you got Debo. Right? They don't want they they look at him like, look, call the play, man. Don't don't pick call the play. Compared to Jalen Hurts in the huddle, they all believe in him. Okay, keep going. Think, keep think going. about keep that going. though keep for going. a second. Keep that matters going. though. That's that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a small part. Sure. But the bigger part is this: we talking about all these games at home. Mm-hmm. When you put this rookie, right? Because there's one thing about it: he showed last game that he's a rookie, right? The only points that they really had early in the game. I disagree, but was, finish your was, thoughts. Was turnovers. Finish your, finish your thoughts. They couldn't move the ball. Yes, sir. All their points. Let's talk about the game. Yep. Against Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir, yes, sir. All their points came from what? Turnovers. For turnovers. Turnovers. They drove 91 yards for their they, 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 He's right. They did. They did do that. 30 of them yards was him passing, and the rest was passed. I mean, I'm sorry. Running the ball. Yeah, running yeah, the ball. Yeah, correct. All the way around. Yes, sir. Okay. 30 yards was passing. The other one was running. So, I don't want to shine. I don't, I don't want to dim the light on, on his shine. I don't want to do that. I'm not here to do that. Of course not. When we, when we comparing Jalen Hurts, an MVP quarterback, right, a proven quarterback, he took his lumps. That's going to happen. He took his lumps. Hold up. 
as a young quarterback on the road. We haven't seen this doing the road. We have seen Brock Purdy play against a top defense, and he did not look that good. Here is what I will say, because I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Truth be told, I don't necessarily disagree with what Joy's saying, but here's what the lie I don't like being uttered by the not true by so many people. But he, he acted like a rookie. He was a rookie. Eventually, he's going to be a rookie. He didn't look like a rookie to me. Brock Purdy struggled against the Cowboys' defense, in my mind, because the Cowboys' defense, we know, is fairly good. We saw Jalen Hurts play the Cowboys' defense one time this year. It was Jalen Hurts' worst game of the season, by far, to whom it may concern. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles scored a whole bunch of points off of what, Dave Hellman? Because you're watching the game. Turnovers. Turnovers. Mm -hmm. So, I look at Brock Purdy, if and when he struggles against the Eagles, I don't think it's because he's a rookie. Wait, and you, wait well, you believe that, though, right? What's that? What you, everything you just said, you truly believe what you just said? Yes. So, my thing is, when you put this rookie, right, uh -huh. in Philadelphia, with the same type of defense like the Cowboys, maybe better. Mm -hmm. If you struggle, right, at home against the Cowboys... What do you think you're going to do against the Eagles at, on, on the road? But I think if he struggles against the Eagles, it's because the Eagles are good, not because that he is a rookie. Dak Prescott, he won the right. rookie. Seven-year bet. Struggled against the Niners. Trevor Lawrence, first half uh, against the Chargers. He won the rookie. Four interceptions. Brock Purdy struggling isn't because he's a rookie in my mind, Joy Taylor. If he struggles, I think it's just because he's going up against competent opponents. Let me ask you this, Joe Joy. We asked talked about it off camera, bringing it on camera. When you look at how great Brock Purdy has been, he's been great. Undefeated, can't get much better than that. Uh, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions as a starter, can't get much better than that. It's hard to be much better than Brock Purdy. So how, based on how he is playing statistically and how his team is winning. So how can you say, well, first off, you're giving me a look. Elaborate. Elaborate, what's what? the look mean? Uh, like, I hate saying this because it's, it's, everyone says, do you watch the games? Do you watch the games? Yeah, we all watch the games. We watch all of the games. That's our job. We all watch all the games. It is strange to me that we could have watched that Dallas Cowboys game and give the credit to Brock Purdy for that win. How? I didn't. I didn't. I'm not, not giving, giving the credit. credit. So, you so you're asking how could, you, how could you play better? You could be the reason we win. Being the reason we don't lose does not make you better than Jalen Hurts, who was the reason they won. Mm -hmm. That's the gap is that Brock Purdy isn't making mistakes, and that's commendable. It's the same conversation that we were having about Cooper Rush Cooper earlier Rush. this season. Mm -hmm, sure. Commendable that you're not losing the game. That's commendable. That's not taking the, key, the team on your back and being the reason you win, and that's the gap. So if that's the case, which it is, it certainly was in this last game. Certainly was in this last game. If you want to give him Seattle, fine. But this game was not on yeah. Brock Purdy. Of course. But but I think, okay, okay. Yes. So it wasn't. We all agree with that. Yes. No touchdowns. But I would say that's the only game it hasn't been Brock right, Purdy. But that's what just happened against yeah. a real defense yeah. in the postseason. Correct, which yeah. the Eagles have not yet played because the Giants are 25th in defense. So if we are talking about Brock Purdy in totality, <laughs> since he came into the starting lineup, that's 10 more points per game. But, but, you, but, do, but you do agree that like, it gets harder and harder as the rounds go, right? It you, should. You, it does. Yes, it should. Okay. okay. So, okay. That, so, so, so you were complaining. respect on the Giants who are in the divisional round. You don't, you don't, you don't accidentally get to the divisional round in the playoffs. Nothing they're is an not, They're no. not the San Francisco 49ers defense. They're not the Eagles defense. They're not the Cowboys defense. They're Correct. not some bums. You don't accidentally get to the divisional round in the playoffs, and the Eagles whooped on them. They didn't just beat them. They whooped on them, and it was because of Jalen Hurts. But, yes. But hold on. So, okay, so when you're talking about what the gap is, is between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. You are the reason or you are the reason you don't lose. Are you the reason we win or are you the reason we don't lose? That's two different quarterbacks. Correct. But and that and, and, and you, you're, you can't talk about the rest of the team. 
What would Jalen Hurts be doing on this team? What would Brock Purdy be doing on another team? Like, we get into all these if conversations. What I'm doing is assessing not just the last game, but every game. But why, but why, but why not the last game? The last game. Like, I am assessing the last one as well. So let's start I'm assessing saying, all of see, them. See, and I said this about Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was going so crazy when he beat the, a, a bad team in the Bucs. Mm-hmm. Let's do it against a really good team. Same thing with Purdy. Purdy played against a really good defense, really good team. Zero touchdowns. They only had 19 points when he's been putting up 30, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get the numbers oh, right. Sir, if sir, Dak doesn't get credit for what he did to the Bucks, then how much credit are we going to give Jalen for what he did to the Giants? I mean, I think that's a fair – It's a division round. That's a fair – Same thing. caliber he, he, of opponent. He can have it. Cool. Because the conversation is not about Jalen. It's really, it's really about what's, what's the, 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 the gap the between yes, them sir, two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right Purdy. Because we know what Jalen Hurts really is. Mm-hmm. With, with, with Purdy, we, we see he's surrounded by a lot of talent. So my thing is, when you put him against another good defense, like the Eagles, because mm-hmm. we all can agree the Eagles defense and the Cowboys defense is similar. Like, yes, of course. Okay, of course, so my thing Eagles is this. better. Okay, I think the Eagles are better. Yeah, of course. So if, you, if, if your numbers was what they were, uh, t- t- uh, 220 yards, no yep. touchdowns, yep. which thing you going to do with the Eagles? They don't get easier. It doesn't. But that's to me, that to me, Shady, is what's fascinating. Let me, let me end my thought. Interested if we, if we can do yours, but obviously we have more time later in the show. Let me end my thought with this. I feel like people, I feel like people are doing to Brock Purdy what we criticize those same people for doing to Jalen Hurts. What happened just a month ago? Man, Jalen Hurts is a product of his system. He's a product of the, the team. Jalen Hurts, he's just a product of all the talent around him. Brock Purdy, product of the system, product of the team, product of the talent around him. Trey Lance was 1-1 one one as a starter. Jimmy G was 7-3 as a starter. Okay. Brock Purdy is 7-0 as a starter. Brock Purdy took over. They scored 10 more points per game. On average, there's only 24 points being scored right now in the National Football League. So 10 out of 24, y'all do the math. It's more than a third. So Brock Purdy is increasing the offensive output by 35 to 40 percent, and Brock Purdy is seven and zero compared to seven and three or one and one. Brock Purdy is a sizable advantage. He's not just going along for the ride. He's a part of conducting the. I ride. don't think he is going along for the ride, but he's. But we also watch these games, and the difference for the Philadelphia Eagles is Jalen Hurts. Statistically, Brock Purdy might not be turning the ball over and maybe playing well enough for them to win. But we're just going to ignore what that, the rest of that Niners team is. Like, there's a gap between Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. There is. A massive one. A talent a gap. Talent's got everything. Everything not, that you want to not consider. A, not a performance, you're saying that though. What are you? He's an MV, he was an MVP candidate all season long. It's you're talking crazy. about taking con- into consideration everything that's gone on. Why Go are you back smiling? to week one. It, it Go is... back to week one. Jalen Hurts is 14 and one as a starter. 14 one as a starter. 13 rushing touchdowns, most by any quarterback in the last 10 years. Only player in NFL history with 20 plus passing touchdowns and 10 plus rushing touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. A gap. They're on. They're playing two different sports. I mean, seven and zero is whatever sport Brock Purdy's playing. He's playing it at a high level. Fourteen and one. I'm, is great, I'm smiling because it's such an impossible thing to differentiate. Like a, because Brock Purdy plays has played far significant, significantly fewer snaps. I mean, he didn't come on until November. So a, it's hard to judge that. And then on top of that, you can't separate either of these quarterbacks from their rosters. I mean, like, let's not act like Jalen Hurts doesn't have a fantastic group of guys around him. I'm not going to get in. We've seen how that looked when he didn't play. We did do that. When Jalen Hurts didn't play. And the Niners have looked better with Purdy than they did with other quarterbacks. Like, that is also true. So, it's it's amusing. I think Jalen Hurts is the better player. I don't think – the, like, I'm not looking at this matchup like, well, the Eagles, the Eagles have Jalen Hurts, and that's why the Niners don't have a chance in this game. Like, I think the Niners absolutely have a good chance yeah, to win this game. Yeah, they're, because they're very evenly matched teams. But where's the gap? 
Do you Quarterback. think? Do you think it's a big enough weakness that that's going to be the reason why the Niners lose this game? It's going to depend on how Brock Purdy plays, and if he pl- it doesn't play well, what's everyone going to say? Is it going to say because oh he didn't play to Jalen Hurts level? Or are they going to say because he's a rookie on the road? Because they could have lost that game last week if if, if Dak didn't Dak play didn't like play that. There wasn't a yeah. gap between Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. Some of the most sobering words you will ever hear from star quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Get this. He's on the Pat McAfee show. McAfee does an incredible job. And Rodgers says, look, if the Packers feel like it was in their best interest of the team to move forward, so be it. Again, that wouldn't offend me, and it wouldn't make me feel like a victim. If they feel like it was in the best interest of the team to move forward, so be it, Aaron Rodgers says. Close quote. Um, Well, Rodgers, since you said it, let me just – Add my little co-signature to it. Be cool with it. Be cool with it. Right. Uh, it's in the best interest of the Packers to go ahead and move on from Aaron Rodgers. They are de- delaying the inevitable. Packers, it's time you believe in yourself. You've done this before. Brett Favre, he was there. Aaron Rodgers was drafted. Rodgers sat for a few years. Rodgers takes over. And a few years later in Rodgers' sixth year, if I am not mistaken, as, the, as a person on the team, his third year as a starter, you all are in the Super Bowl. Packers, you have Aaron Rodgers, you draft Jordan Love. Jordan Love has sat for three years. Jordan Love showed some promise against the Philadelphia Eagles when he had to come in in relief. It is time, Packers, for you to believe in yourself and stop being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. With Rodgers, y'all went 9-8 and eight this year. With Rodgers, y'all missed the playoffs this year. With Rodgers, y'all dealt with a lot of headaches this year. You could go 9-8, and miss the playoffs, and deal with less headaches with Jordan Love. Now, I don't think you will because, Shady, the nucleus of my argument is very much so this before I hear from you. It is time to completely change the old guard for the Green Bay Packers. I respect David Bakhtiari and Randall Cobb a whole lot. Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers, they roll as a gang, if you will. It is time to move on from the old guard, let them go be great elsewhere, if not out of football, and usher in the new new guard. Christian Watson, Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs. If you recall, when Aaron Rodgers walked off the field for that one final time, it was arm-in-arm with Randall Cobb and Bakhtiari trailing. Why is that important? Because Randall Cobb is the third or fourth wide receiver. Randall Cobb is on the team this year because of Aaron Rodgers. What should the third or fourth wide receiver be doing, Dave Hellman, in football? Special teams. No doubt about it. The third or fourth mm, wide receiver right, got to right. be on special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Noah Brown, the third or second wide receiver for the Cowboys, he's the right wing on punt. Yeah. Just FYI. Mm. Quez Watkins for the Eagles. He's on about three of the four phases for the Philadelphia Eagles. Third wide receiver. Randall Cobb's not on special teams, but he's on the team because of Aaron Rodgers. So now the entirety of the team is being less efficient in their functionality because of Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb's done a lot of great things there. He'll probably end up in the Packers Hall of Fame, but let the old guard, Cobb, Rodgers, Bakhtiari, move on, usher in Jordan Love. Shady, I think the Packers are better off without Aaron Rodgers. Where do you stand? I agree. <laughs> I truly you agree. Like, I, I, really, I really agree about, with that because Packers, like, enough's enough. It's been 18 long years, long. right? And it's like, you got to take back your organization. It's, it's all Aaron Rodgers. What's Aaron wants to do? Is Aaron, does Aaron wants to play? Oh, we can't make Aaron mad. We got to get Aaron receivers. We got to pay Aaron. He's 39 years old. It's time. Every team goes through this. Every franchise goes through this. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on. In 18 years, he's, he's gave you one Super Bowl appearance, one championship. That's good. Is it? He's got four MVPs for himself. He's only gave y'all one championship appearance. It's time to move on. Every team goes through it. Real quick. 
Peyton Manning went through it. Joe Montana went through it. Mm-hmm. I was there when Donovan McNabb went through it. People think that Randall Cunningham was the biggest quarterback for the Eagles. That's not true. It's Donovan McNabb. Look at the, the numbers. He was running stuff. Him and Andy Reid. And it was a point where I was a rookie, right? And then the next year, my, my second year, they moved on. People couldn't believe it. Why would we move from Donovan McNabb? Everything runs its course. It's time. He, he hasn't been playing well, Aaron Rodgers. Let's just be honest. Eight and nine. He hasn't thrown for 300 yards, not once this season. I think the, 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 the best of Aaron Rodgers we've already seen. It's time to move on. It happens. Joy, you agree with, um, I think it's that relational quote, it takes you half as long to break up, like is the time. The, you... the breakup period should be half as long as whatever the relationship Oh, I'll be was. going. I'll be going. That don't, don't work for Capricorns. It's over. Joy doesn't buy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like this is a long breakup period for Aaron Rodgers. But, Joy, where do you stand? Packers better off without him? Eight years. Got you for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like works in child support. 18 years? Come on now. Okay, I do the know Packers those lyrics, had some good way. years in these 18 years with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let's, you know, let's not focus too much on the sour. I also would say a lot of this is... <laughs> You're really going to let him slide for the child support line? I mean, what? He not on child support. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I mean, get it out, Shane. <laughs> Look. And then real talk, in six years, and that's my last point. In six years, bro, then they got two, two playoff wins. I thought you were about to say two kids, honestly. Uh, uh, no, because then that 18 years But think about that, though. Two, pounds upon two. two wins, that ain't nothing. Come on. But a lot of this is the Packers' fault. Because if you – let's just go back in time here. And I don't agree Ooh. with everything that Aaron Rodgers does. She's not But one fault. part of this that I was completely on his side with and, and remain, and this is why the Packers are in this situation, communication is important in life, folks. Mm-hmm. How you treat people is important. How you that talk to true. people how you approach people, how you make decisions. And if you got Aaron Rodgers in the building, you better not go draft Jordan Love and not let him know that you're going to do it. So, yeah, they did it. And Aaron was like, oh, you're just going to play me? You're going to play up in my face? All right, cool. Now you all owe me like $110 million. Your cap is all messed up. And I'm going to do whatever I want. So you're going to bring in Randall Cobb if I say so, because this is really my house. You played around. And now you got to follow by the rules. So, yeah, this breakup probably started a few years ago, but the Packers was the first one to step out. And they did it publicly, right in his face. Disrespectful. But don't you think, Joy, here's, here's what's fascinating to me, not to beat this relationship analogy to the extent. We, we're rolling on it now. It's this, Shady. You know this, man. And, and don't tell on yourself. You happen to do that a lot on this show. But you know this is um, Keep it real. a relationship and how a relationship begins. How the relationship with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers begin? Y'all don't, how, don't act how like you, you forgot. Get how you lose them? <laughs> don't oh, act like you forgot that's true. Aaron Rodgers. I, I love Brett Favre. They had themselves on, a Brett Favre. Yeah. Went to two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. League NFL MVP. Won a Super Bowl. They drafted Aaron Rodgers, too. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They drafted Aaron Rodgers while they had Brett Favre. So, Aaron, don't for a second think you immune to the same treatment but I don't that think you just Favre for. His statement clearly made it seem like he, he, he is good. aware. Yeah, he's in My a question place. is not that. I don't think that this is going to be a, a, you know, a, an aggressively bad breakup because we have been seeing this for the past few years. This isn't the first time we've had this conversation. He's talked about retiring. Obviously, the Jordan Love thing was a very big deal. My question is, do you feel like you're just going to ride off into the sunset as smoothly as you did with Aaron Rodgers, with Jordan Love? See, that's my thing. Like, you're kind of making my point for me, not realizing it, which is, (laughs) like, it's easy to say all of this stuff when you've had a great quarterback since, like, the first Bush administration. Right. That's how far back we're going. Seriously. 
Think long and hard about telling a great quarterback. And I, I know he's not as good as he was. I get it. Aaron Rodgers is still a hell of a lot better than what you could wind up with. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Philadelphia. It's easy to forget because Jalen looks like the man right now and Wentz had his moments. Philadelphia had some bumpy moments in between when Donovan McNabb was gone. Did they? I remember Kevin Cobb. I remember that being a remember, thing. Remember that, that was only like six games. I'm just Because like, Michael Vick came in. Michael Vick did. Michael Vick finished second on MVP. Michael, what you say now? Michael mm-hmm. Vick had a short term in Philadelphia relative to an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre. You brought up Peyton Manning as well. Andrew Luck looked like the solution. First of all, the whole, the whole bottom had to drop out on your team for you to get him. You had to have the number one pick in the draft. Okay. And then, by the way, they didn't do a good enough job of putting a team around him to keep him in the league. And now they're in quarterback hell. Like the like it's the, the the Colts looked like they were set up to do a far right. to manage yeah, or far to Rogers that, thing. Yeah, it's hard to find a quarterback, and that's why. Look, I think we're all we're all exhausted of talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? Aren't we? Well, I'm just saying he. What, I think he's good content. I, I, I love you saying, <laughs> but what has he really? I'm gonna ask you because you brought it up, right? Like the era without Aaron Rodgers, it might get scary. But if you look at his numbers lately, last six years, he's only won two playoff games. So it's like. Is it going to be really that bad? It's going to be okay. like similar. What is what is what's more likely to be good in the short term? Well, think about that. I mean, the Packers have already missed their window with Jordan Love. They've already missed yeah. the window of building an amazing team around him, like San Francisco's doing or like Philly's doing. Right, right. He's in his third year, and they don't know what he is. If he stays, if they pick up his fifth year option, you're paying him like twenty million dollars, and then obviously the giant thing looming over the, you that you have to figure out what to do with him in the future. You're not saving any money by trading or cutting Aaron Rodgers because the cap hit's going to be crazy. It's going to hamstring your team-building efforts. So what's the more likely scenario? Moving on with him just because we're tired of talking about him and he goes on Pat McAfee's show every week? Or keep him for another year and try to keep building around him? Like I'm not saying that it's definitely going to work in, in winning you a Super Bowl, but I think it's the more realistic option. And the cool thing about big contracts is every year that you play on them, they get smaller. Like, it's easier for the Packers to move on from Aaron Rodgers next year than it is right now. That's just the fact of the matter. So, I get it. Like, this – and if I was a Packers fan or a Packers executive, oh, my God, I get that this is exhausting. But if you're talking about what gives you the best chance to be successful in the now – I still think it's him. I guess, though, I wonder – and I'm I'm literally doing this off the top of my head, so there might be an egregious error. Don't the organizations that have good to great quarterbacks – have good to great quarterbacks. And the organizations that don't, they don't. When I think about even the Cowboys over the last 10 years, they've had good quarterback play. Romo, Dak, they've had good Cowboys quarterback play. fell they did. butt backward into those two quarterbacks. They did, but either way, they fell into it. Right, I think about the Steelers. It looks like they're going to go from Ben Roethlisberger to fairly good quarterback play and pick it. Yep. Andy Dalton was not great, but let's not get it twisted. He went to the playoffs. He was solid. Like straight years. Yeah, he was and solid. now they have Joe Burrow, yeah. good quarterback yeah. play. Meanwhile, the Cardinals... It's kind of like you had a Kurt Warner here and there, and then it was like, ah, right, Carson right. Palmer, and then it was like, Matt, ah, Matt, uh, like bad quarterback play. The Raiders, liner. the Raiders, for as much as we like Carr, as much as we like Carr, he only went to the playoffs twice, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and he only played once because he got hurt. So I'm wondering, Dave, I'm wondering, Joy, I'm wondering, Shady talking out loud here, yes, Brett Favre is a generational talent. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is a generational talent. But the Packers go back to Bart Starr. Organizations that, for whatever reason, have good quarterback play, they just have good quarterback play. So I want to assume Jordan. No, you can't. I'm talking out loud, so I might be wrong. I mean, Bart Starr is a legend of the game, but like from the early era Packers in the 60s and 70s until Brett Favre, what do you know about the Packers in the 70s and 80s? 
Nothing. Yeah. Honestly, for as successful as they are, between Tom or not Tom Brady, sorry, between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger, it was a long road. Who's the Steelers' best quarterback in that huge gap? It it's road. very hard to do. Go just if you want to have some fun, go pull up the draft histories from like 2000 to now. You can rely on NFL teams drafting three to five quarterbacks in the first round every year. How many of them are, like, good to great quarterbacks, and how many of them are like, well, man, I forgot they drafted that guy? I mean, I don't it's, think you it's should hard. operate from a space of fear, and the league is passing you by. Even if Aaron does come back next year, if he plays at the level he played at this year, then you're going to be in the same situation that you same were thing. because he needs help. That's, and that's not an indictment of Aaron Rodgers. All quarterbacks need help. And he needs to be the help. That's where I'm at, too. This is to the, I guess that's the next layer of the conversation for me is say Aaron does leave Green Bay, which mm-hmm. is looking like he, he likely might. Say he leaves Green Bay. I'm very interested to see how it goes in Green okay. Bay. I don't have right, a lot of right. faith that they're going to be very good, but whatever. Breakups happen, and they need to move forward eventually. But where's Aaron going that he is finishing out his career playing at a high level? Because there's not that many options out Much there. Much like Brady, it's, it's a short list. It's a short list. And unlike Brady, Aaron is not going in and, and like at a new space and bringing that leadership stuff yeah, somewhere. Because right. he wasn't doing that when he had everything set up for him in Green Bay. Like, you can speak to this more than anybody. Brady came in and put his handprint on that situation. Recruited players and made sure everyone was in, was inspired and involved and talking to each other and, and working through things. You see Aaron doing that the next place that he goes? No, and I don't see him doing that in Green Bay, which is why I'm like, no. he's got to go. Shady, let me personalize it for you. You got to be on the outside in, so you might have to undermine your own ability to have this conversation. When the Eagles moved on from Vic, when they moved on from Deshaun Jackson, when they moved on from you, when they l- moved on from Jeremy Macklin, all of that seemed incredibly regrettable. Right. Moved on from Trent yeah. Cole, am- amongst others. But even you've admitted on this show, they did win a Super Bowl three years later, That's maybe right. four they years did. later. You yeah. ended up getting Gary, so there's no bad blood, obviously. But they moved on and won a Super Bowl with Zach Ertz, yep. drafted in 2013. I was there with him. Nick Foles, drafted in 2012. Fletcher Cox drafted in 2012. Carson Wentz drafted in 2016. Uh, Michael Kendricks drafted in 2012. Amongst others, they moved in with the new guard. Is that what you would say kind of the Packers you think should try to do is usher in this new way? Listen, it's time. Like you just talked about. That core we had was super talented. Actually, I I feel like our offense was a a lot, lot better than the Super Bowl Eagles offense. Mm -hmm. But collectively, the team was better. So, yeah, they got rid of all all the heavy hitters. The ones that had all the big money, we, we carry a lot of money with us, you know, for the salary cap. Got rid of all of us and drafted other players and got other, other talents from either trading or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But they were a good team. It, everybody runs their course. Yeah. People was mad about that, the trades and cuts. They were mad about us leaving. But they got over it because, okay, we got some new crops of players coming in. They look better. Aaron Rodgers, the thing with him is, like Joey talked about, he's not that leader that you get in with a Tom Brady. Everybody's excited for him to come there because not only is he a good player, but he's a good leader. He's a good person. Well, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is like, we're only excited about him being a good player. And that's diminishing. Them talent level is not the same what it used to be. So all the chaos that comes in that locker room with Aaron Rodgers, him, him pointing a finger because it's never his fault. Mm-hmm. Your fault is your fault. <laughs> then now I'm talking to the management. I need this. I need that. When your play is not that. Because there's a time when A-Rod said, look, I want this. I want this. And I better have it by Monday. It's going to be there someday because how good he is. Yeah. Them days are over with. Time to move on, Packers. Time stop to be, move stop on. Stop being scared. Ooh. 
the most hysterical video that you did not see. Steph Curry, get this, he got ejected yesterday, but <laughs> he threw his mouthpiece because his own teammate Jordan Poole took a shot that Steph Curry wasn't happy with. After the game, it was all love. Jordan Poole mocking Steph Curry post-game by throwing his mouthpiece when they seen him. They shared a handshake. Hilarious video that you might have missed, 2-5. What you make of it? Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that, man. How, how are you ejecting Steph Curry? Oh, okay. Are you serious? Like, All right. He's okay. one of the players that's hard to hate. He's my favorite player. He does everything the right way. He's always smiling. Got, a, got kids. Got his wife. Like, he's the ideal NBA basketball player. Why are you ejecting him for throwing his mouthpiece? Pretty firm rule, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, he, can't, can't, he threw it at the yeah, ground. You can't, throw you can't throw your see, stuff. See, I've seen Rasheed Wallace. I've seen all type of players get crazy with the refs. It's true. And they barely get a tech. Come on, man. That, that was a different time. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, you have to by the, you know, by the rules all eject the land. him. I gotta follow all those, the land. Those pesky rules. <laughs> and, and Warriors be fighting, boy, huh? <laughs> Royals begin into it with each other. They do. They do. At least yeah, they, know, throw they. a mouthpiece at the ground, not throw a fist to <laughs> the face. But that, was either, a, that was a long time ago. They over it now. Either way, Warriors getting back on track. Okay, let's get back to the NFL, the marquee matchup of the weekend. You just have to watch it. I don't care what you're doing Sunday afternoon. Stop and turn your TV on and watch two of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. Patrick Mahomes already has been to two Super Bowls. Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year. But now they are facing each other. In case you did not know, Joe Burrow is 3-0 versus Patrick Mahomes, but the whole world touts Mahomes as the greatest quarterback currently playing, which brings us to this incredibly nuanced and important conversation. Who in the world needs to win more? Like, that's the question that has to be answered at this junction in time. Burrow doesn't have a Super Bowl. He doesn't have an MVP. Mahomes has a Super Bowl. Mahomes has an MVP. But, Dave, you have an interesting answer as to who needs to win more. Who is it? I think it's Patrick Mahomes. And I understand that that contradicts what I said yesterday, that Patrick Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. I think he is. But he needs to win this game because I know how narratives work because it's been my job to write them for a long time. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes loses this game. There's, it's crazy how quickly it can go from he's been to five straight AFC title games to he's only won two of those five games. It. He's only won one Super Bowl. Like, at what point does it change from Patrick Mahomes has had unprecedented success at the age of 27 to you're wasting Patrick Mahomes' prime? Mm. Ask Aaron Rodgers about this stuff. Aaron Rodgers was seen as untouchable. Then, you know, they got a multi-score lead in the fourth quarter of an NFC title game in Seattle. That falls <clears> apart. That's true. Decade later, he hasn't been able to get over the hump. And look, I don't think that's going to happen to Patrick Mahomes. I'm very confident he's going to play in several more Super Bowls. But that type of – you open the door for that type of narrative when you, when you lose games like this. Joe Burrow, man, nobody was sold on Joe Burrow doing this again as recently as like two months ago. Like people weren't convinced that the Bengals were going to be back in the playoffs. People definitely didn't think they would be in this game. The Bills were the preseason favorite. Like Burrow's 5-1 and one in the postseason. He's already knocked off the mighty Bills. I don't think people are going to kill him too much for losing a road game at Arrowhead. Sure, of course he wants to. Joe Burrow would like to win a Super Bowl, but... For Patrick Mahomes to go from winning a Super Bowl in his second season as the starter to still looking for two in year six, having lost two out of or having lost three out of five AFC title games, I just I think people are going to have something to say about that. Yeah, Joy Taylor, where you at? Those people would be silly, and and we will talk about it that way because 
getting back, getting, wait, wait, he's still searching for his second. Yes. He has one. It's true. Joe doesn't have one. Right. You, you can't get to two until you get to one. And he, he, does, he doesn't have one. So I think it's important that he went to the Super Bowl. I do think that separates yeah. him in a lot of ways from the rest of his peers. And now being on the cusp of going back again, that, that, that's for Burrow and everyone else. Mm -hmm. that, that conversation. Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Every, that, that's for Burrow versus everybody else. Right. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, who will be the league MVP <clears throat> again. Twice. Who's hosted the AFC Championship game five times who's been two, two, two Super Bowls already, won one. So he's already been to more Super Bowls than Joe Burrow has. It's, it's obviously Joe Burrow. He, he needs to get the ring to then start building that legacy that Patrick Mahomes has already mm, seven years ahead, right. realistically, when you're comparing him to the greats. So uh, Joe Burrow's having an unbelievable season. We, didn't, we weren't even sure if, he was going to be, if they were going to be back here, back in the playoffs. It's very reasonable to have a Super Bowl hangover especially with the season that they had last year, especially the way that he was getting banged up with that offensive line. But now you're here again. Now the expectations have changed. So he does need to get a Super Bowl to start writing that legacy that Patrick Mahomes already has. Patrick Mahomes is going to win a league MVP this year. So people are – I understand where you're going. I mean – But I feel like Patrick Mahomes has enough hardware to hold off that narrative at least another year, considering that he's going he to win the off. MVP this I think year. Riddle me off. one of the crazy people then, Joy. I'm Ooh. with – one of the crazies. I believe Mahomes needs us win more than Burrow, but I think it's to some degree what, what Dave is alluding to is there's a fine line that is no longer all that fine between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. The thought process is Aaron Rodgers is more talented, clearly based on draft status. The whole world knew that he had more physical talent. Right. And then based on individual MVPs, Aaron Rodgers has more individual success. But Tom Brady has more collective success. Joe Burrow could quickly move from the, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes could quickly move from the Tom Brady dialogue yeah. to the Aaron Rodgers dialogue if Joe Burrow were to win. Why do I say that? Aaron Rodgers won in four in NFC Championship games. And people are quick to tell you that he is one in four in NFC Championship games. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. And people are very quick to tell you Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. And it's funny, when you qualify for a level of greatness, then we start to use your accomplishments against you. He's only won one Super Bowl as if winning a Super Bowl is not a big deal. Patrick Mahomes would have only won one Super Bowl if Joe Burrow were to beat him. Patrick Mahomes would have been two in three in AFC Championship games. Remember, Aaron Rodgers won in four in AFC Championship games. Aaron Rodgers uh, won Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes would thus have one Super Bowl. I do believe, Shady, there is a narrative that would exist, and to some degree it could be reality, where Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, would his individual accolades, multiple MVPs, start to outweigh his collective accolades? The last point I will make, because you brought this up brilliantly yesterday, Mahomes is chasing Montana and Brady. Only Montana and Brady have more rings and things than they have MVPs. Manning, Rodgers, you name anybody else, they have more individual accolades than they have collective accolades. But if Mahomes is, in fact, chasing Montana and Brady, those are the two that have more collective accolades than individual accolades. What ledger, what side of the ledger does Mahomes want to fall on? But who needs to win more to you, Burrow or Mahomes? I, I got to disagree with you real quick. And this week we've been like lately. I know. I know what it's it is. Niners <laughs> because because you, you're throwing all this, the comparison with A-Rod and Pat. It can't be. 18 years is with 
A-Rod gave you. Mm-hmm. You only talking about year six for Patrick Mahomes. Very true. That's very true. You've Austin six years. 18 to six. So it got to be Patrick Mahomes. And you, you spoke about who's he, who's he chasing. If he wins this game, just think about this for a second. There's only been three quarterbacks, right? You left out Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Montana, and Tom Brady have multiple MVPs, multiple championships. And look at the long um, 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 length of their careers. We're talking about a guy in year six. He has to win this game just because of the legacy part. Like, it's, it's, it's one thing to be, like you talked about, a Hall of Famer. It's a lot of Hall of Famers. It's another thing to be chasing Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. We probably, we, we, I, and I don't want to say we never will because that never happens in sports, right? But another 20-some years, we won't see another Tom Brady. It's hard to see that. Mm-hmm. He's saying that with Patrick Mahomes. If he wins this game, it's going to be hard to see another Patrick Mahomes in the next 15 years. He has to win this game for his legacy. Can I play devil's advocate on this? And, that, like, that's – I just – I can't help but think about it's so easy to assume – that something's going to keep happening because it's been happening. Elaborate on that. I mean, be like Ben Roethlisberger is a great example. Like he went to the Super Bowl twice and won them both in what his first three, four years as a starter in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Very young, yeah. He was super young. They lose to Green Bay. It's easy at that point. Like the Steelers are going to be in this mix for as long as he's the quarterback. Yeah. It's, but, I'm not. I'm not doing but, this to hurt you, ben, Joy. Ben, but ben, ben, but ben it was had, never really the case again but, after yeah, that. Ben, ben was never. Mahomes. He was never. No, no, he was ben never Mahomes that early. Okay. You, there's, there's more ways you can bring this up. You, you can never predict what's going to happen. Okay. Even Tom Brady, even the goat of all goats, He's the goat. he lost a whole year to injury. Yeah. He lost a whole season That's to true. a torn ACL. Yeah. Like, you got to strike while the iron is hot when you have these opportunities. Here's what's more fascinating, Dave, as you and Joy were talking, looking into it deeper. We talk about Aaron Rodgers' 18 years, however long he's played. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers' first six years as a starter and Patrick Mahomes' first six years as a starter, right, assuming Patrick Mahomes extrapolate that okay. extra year, it does become very similar. Like, remember, Rodgers went 15-1. and one. Okay. Rodgers' team was good as well. Rodgers won his first NFL MVP in 2011. He became the starter in 08. Okay. He won another NFL MVP in 14. Okay. So by Rodgers' six going into that seventh season, two MVPs, yeah. one Super Bowl win. There does come a point, along with obviously you have some all pros in there as well, there does become a point where it's like we are assuming Mahomes will continue to win championships. But if Joe Burrow were to win, Joy, you have to start to wonder, okay, Mahomes, not only is he 4-0 against you, Burrow's 2-0 against you in the big game, mm. will you ever be able to beat him? Because you know that's what we do. <laughs> Right. I hear you. But if, my, if Burrow doesn't go on to win a Super Bowl, then it's just this individual battle between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Because yep. that's, that's what it is. It's that Burrow gets to Super Bowls right. and beats the Chiefs to get there. Mm-hmm. But winning it, change, winning it will create that narrative. We'll yep. start building that story. But until you win it, that's not the story. Right. I mean, I mean okay, so the Chiefs and the, and the Bengals – Clearly aren't a good matchup for right. the Chiefs. Yeah. Their own little but thing. when you get to the big game, it doesn't matter. You got to win that. He's won it. If he just showed up at the Super Bowl, then we're having a whole different conversation. But when you win it and win Super Bowl MVP in it and two league MVPs, which Joe Burrow does not have, there's still a separation here. So that's why I think it's more important for Burrow because he, once he wins that ring – then we're having a different conversation as a whole about this matchup. Shady, let's quickly have a very fascinating conversation I don't think viewers know about. Oftentimes, NFL organizations, it's like chess. 
You build, the Eagles might build a team in 2008, 2009, 2010 to beat the Giants. Right, right. Because the Giants won a Super Bowl in 07. Yeah. yeah. So the Eagles aren't building a team to be the best team in football. Right. They're building a team to beat the team they know they need to beat. Okay, let me break this down even more simply. The Bills acquired Von Miller this offseason. They didn't acquire Von Miller because they wanted to pay a 33-year-old pass rusher $140 million. They acquired Von Miller wide day. To sack Patrick Mahomes. To sack Patrick Mahomes. Yeah exclusively to be able to beat the one team they need to beat. If the Bengals now become the team to beat, will the Chiefs have to change their infrastructure and have to change going from the hunted to the hunter? Like, are the Chiefs really going to have to take a step back and be like, wait a second, we were doing things as a catalyst, but now rather than being offensive, we have to be defensive and reactionary. Talk to me on that. If they win this game, you the might Bills. be right. The, 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 the Bengals. The Bengals, yes, sir. Right? Because um, you talk about the, 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 the Bills doing it. Well, they did that because not just regular games like Joey talked about. The big games. You beat us in the big games. Now we got to change our whole narrative of how we want to, you know, build our team to beat that, that team that goes to the, the Super Bowl. So now when we, we ask that question, I'm thinking like, man, you're kind of right. The only thing is you got to win. I don't care about the, 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 the one loss, right, AMC championship game. It happens, right? I don't think the Chiefs is going to just win every single game and go to the Super Bowl every year. But you have to, you have to win the majority of them games. That's how it works. It's the NFL. It's hard to do. Joe Burrow's an excellent quarterback. So is Patrick Mahomes. My thing is this. The Chiefs have to win this game to stop that narrative right there where now we're not the big dog. Because when you play the Chiefs, I don't care what people say. You look at them as the big dog. This is the only team that, I, that look at them like, well, look, we the big dogs. We beat you every time we play. So they got to win this game to stop that narrative you're talking about. The game has gotten intense, and it hasn't even been, even been played yet. Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay was talking about the Bengals' offense and how he wasn't scared at all. Y'all have to hear what he said. Speak up, Willie Gay. All that trash talk coming from over there, does that, that fire you up and get you motivated when they call Arrowhead Burrowhead? Or how, how do you handle that? Uh, I'm just excited to be playing football, man. That stuff is... Just what comes with the game, you know. Uh, we, like Coach Reed said, we don't do no talking. We just go handle business when it's time to go. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played them a few times. Nothing. No. Drawing one of you first. You gave the biggest laugh. <laughs> oh, because he said he, he doesn't do any talking. And then proceeded to like <laughs> back-to-back questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, but maybe he, maybe he considered that not to be talking by saying nothing. <laughs> Shady, how hard is it, man, when your coach tells you, hey, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, but I know you, you're a talkative guy, and it's helped you at times, it's hurt you at times. How hard is it? Because you saw Willie Gay in that moment was like, man, Andy Reid told me don't do no talking, don't do no talking. How impressive is the Bengals' offense? Is it offense impress you at all? No. Like, how yeah. hard is it to do that? That's like play? the draft. Remember Drago from Rocky? If he does, he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, like, is it hard? It's hard for me. You, I like to talk trash. So if you talk trash, I can't wait to talk trash. I feel like Andy Reid says that to the team. He always says that. Hey, don't say anything bad about him. Pump him up. Make him feel great. I guess he's trying to, I don't know, manipulate the situation. Not me. If Travis Kelsey talks some trash, he wouldn't mind. It's part of the game. It won't make the players play harder. True. It might, give, might get a flag, though. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I see what you said about me. <laughs> flag. You might get that. But if they won't, they're, they're going to hit the quarterback the same way. They're going to hit each other's quarterback. It don't matter. I do think there's something. I've been around. I've been in enough locker rooms for enough quotes like that. Like, you get to Thursday, Friday, 
it's been a storyline all week. Like some players, you get to a point where it's like, screw this. Like I'm out of diplomatic stuff. Today. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta keep it real for a sec. And that's later in the week. I find like that's when the best interviews happen because like you're antsy for the game, you're tired of all the nonsense, and yeah, you get some good stuff on Thursday. Here's my thing though: the only reason I don't like it is because I don't like the Chiefs giving the Bengals bulletin board material. Bengals. Y'all are big dogs as it pertains to this matchup. But I don't know if the Chiefs should say that there's nothing impressive about the Bengals' offense when the Bengals' offense literally, like, he know, he know what it is. He's talking. He know them boys is nice. He don't want to say it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I th- he's talking. But he know. Like he, he is talking by not by yeah, saying but he nothing know. actually is yeah. talking. I think he he's – but, again, you get to a certain point. It's like how many times can I say – Burrow's the best, and oh my God, how are we going to cover all these guys? How am I going to tackle Joe Mixon? At some point, you're like, no, I'm good at football, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I don't blame him, but it's fun for us. Well, clearly, there are impressive things about the Bengals' offense, but there are impressive things about both offenses. Shady, I need your help. Let's break down for the viewer who is winning the matchups. Offensive line, defensive line, quarterbacks, skill positions, linebackers, coaches, this game is going to come down not just to Burrow and Mahomes, though we'd like to say that. This game is actually going to come down to all of the players that help them. So you all need to know so you can sound more educated with your friends as well. Let's start with the skill position groups. Shady, you got Pacheco at running back for the Chiefs. Yeah. You got Mixon at running back for yeah. the Bengals. And wide receiver for the Chiefs, you got a litany of dudes. Yeah. Nico Hardman, Juju Smith. But most importantly, you have Travis Kelsey. But the Bengals, they got T. Higgins. They got Jamar Chase. They got Tyler Boyd. I think the Bengals have the better skill position group. What say you? Go that way. <laughs> I'm going right with you. They're loaded. They, they got a lot of talent. Wide receiver got the speed. They got that they route running. They got some running backs. I'm going with the Bengals. Talk to me about Travis Kelsey. Is he good enough to overpower all of what See, the Bengals I, have? I don't think so. I, I think Travis is going to get busy because him and Pat, they're on a different type of playing field. They yeah. can just look at each other and know to change the route off. But the thing with the, the, the Bengals is it's so many of them. So if you double-team Kelsey, you make the other guys like Juju have to make extra yeah. plays. We're over here. I mean, dudes, on dudes, on dudes, <laughs> on dudes, on dudes. Now, there might not be five studs at the skill position for the Bengals like there are five offensive linemen who always take the field. Yeah. So when you think about the offensive linemen, Bengals, Chiefs, Lyle Collins has been hurt. Alex Kappa hurt. But – I'm still surprisingly shady taking the Bengals O-line. When I went back and watched the Bills game from last week, it didn't matter the guys were hurt. Joe Burrow was out there dotting them up, dotting them up, dotting them up. But more than that, the Bengals O-line was getting after them in the run game as well, as hurt as they were. You know what I couldn't figure out when I watched tape that the Bengals offense, it's like the backups was blocking better than the starters. But I got to go over here, Andy Reid and the Chiefs. You look at their offensive line, they put a lot more money this year to help them out. Uh, when you see when they play against the Bucks, they went up and down. They made a lot of adjustments and made some additions. So but, I'm going with the Chiefs. But Patrick Mahomes got hurt last week with that same offensive line. Did that not concern you? I mean, you I, listen, listen, listen. You have the, the, some of the best linemen of all time. They're going to miss a block or two. That happens. I think that overall they'll do better than the Bengals. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's go to the defensive line. Now, for me, Sam Hubbard has played well. If you all He's remember, nice. he was the reason that the Bengals are even in this point. Uh, Tyler Huntley fumbles the ball going in to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Hubbard, if I'm not mistaken, picks it up, runs it all the way back to the house. Number 94, you need to pay attention to that man. But Chris Jones is the all-pro. There it is. Chris there we go. Joy Taylor. Player of the year. Chris Jones is a man. He's on with the Chiefs having yeah, the Yeah, that's an easy one. Listen. I played with the Chiefs in, uh, in 2019 when I seen this guy. I already knew he was a beast for playing against him, for being next to him in the locker room. He's he's tall, big. Yeah. He's like an athlete. He can play basketball and everything. So, Chris Jones, what you see on the tape, what you get, he's, he's a quarterback's nightmare. 
Take us to the inside the locker room or on the football field for a second, because I've never played against Chris Jones. What makes him so unique compared to other defensive tackles? Chris, he's like Aaron Donald in a sense, where you want to double team everywhere he's at. He can split them double teams. Yep. And he's like 6'5". He's strong, he's athletic, and he's he's quick. Yep. His acceleration to the quarterback is, is unmatched. Mm. That's the difference between Chris Jones and a lot of D-tackles. Chris Jones is going to be trying to get to quarterback. So as we transition to quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and uh, uh, Joe Burrow, let's have this conversation. I personally am going with the person who was undefeated in the matchup. I'm picking I respect Joe that. Burrow. I I'm respect that. My dog, my but what I got to do, I, I believe in all pros. That's true. Everybody can't get all pros. That's true. And I'm going with the all pro. I'm going with the MVP. I'm going with the Super Bowl chip. I'm going with the Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes, number 15, put the respect on his name. If he win this game, it'll be only three quarterbacks. He'll be the fourth to have multiple uh, Super Bowls and multiple MVPs. Are you blinded by your Come love on now. and the fact that he won you a ring? How much of that is skewing LeSean McCoy's opinion? Listen, Joe Burrow is the truth, but I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. He already did it. That's fair. He already did it. He's That's him. Fair. Okay, who they have to do it against? is the secondaries. Oh, now, okay. the reason I am riding with the Chiefs secondary is because they are without Eli Apple. Him? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't ride with the secondary that has Eli Apple. He has just proven himself to be a weak link. And yeah, the Chiefs, yeah, they don't have Tyron Matthew in his prime anymore. I get all that. They let go of Traverius Ward. Traverius Ward's now a niner. But I still am going to go with the Chiefs because they don't have any straight weak links. Where you at? I got to go with the Bengals, though. <laughs> I mean, Jesse Bates plays lights out. He does. Right? I, I like I like Jesse prior to me. Last year was probably the best player uh, in the secondary in, in, in the offseason. But here's my thing, I mean, Shane. Like, you know at home, I think the most risky positions on the football field defensively, safety and quarterback. The reason the Ravens almost beat the Bengals was because Eli Apple got beat on a double move. The Ravens could yeah. not score. Nah. But all it took was one player yeah. making a yeah. terrible play. Eli Apple's not that good, but it's more than just him. It's yeah. a whole secondary. If he can just be regular and just hold his own for the most part, they got a whole secondary. If you watch when they play Josh Allen, they had Josh confused. Not yeah. only Josh confused, but the linemen confused. They, they, they were sending different blitz off the, off the edge with the nickel blitz, and then they were playing different coverages in the back. So I like the Bengals' secondary. The Chiefs, they play the game where they, they score a lot of points and just hopefully Chris Jones gets some sacks. Yeah. I got to go with the Bengals. Okay, this is what it comes down to. This is what it comes down to. It comes down to the minds that are manipulating all the players on the football field. Yeah, it's cute Chris Jones. Yeah, it's cute Patrick Mahomes. Should I sit down? Burrow, but it comes down to Andy Reid <laughs> and Zach Taylor. Do you still need me? Or oh, you already know this one. It's the obvious one. <laughs> Come on now. Even I'm going with Big Red, obviously. I think he's the best offensive mind in football over the last two decades, if I'm being really real with y'all. You being Jane, real. Give me the why. Because obviously it is Andy uh, Reid. I, I, think, I just why. think that like, Andy Reid, he, he lives up to these moments, right? Patrick Mahomes goes down. You talked about the injury. The backup goes 98 yards like it's nothing. Dot, 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 dot. That's, Pat, that's Patrick Mahomes' play. That's really Andy Reid's coaching. So I just think that Andy Reid, man, he's used to these type of moments. He can do it. Now, I got to ask the desk because we have the two brilliant minds sitting there. Joy Taylor, Dave Hellman, y'all have heard us say a whole lot. But what do y'all see in the matchups? What intrigues y'all most? What's really perking y'all's ears and attention? Here's my thing. I think the biggest X factor in this entire game is Chris Jones. Just because, and, and y'all are right, the Bengals offensive line was fantastic in Buffalo. Without Von Miller, I don't think Buffalo had a difference maker of Chris yeah. Jones's caliber. I've seen Chris Jones take over games. Like, he's got three sack, three tackle for loss type of potential. I'm worried for the Bengals offensive line against a guy like that. I think if he goes off, that's I, I think he could swing this game. Look, we think very highly of Josh Allen, correct? Correct. 
Stephon Diggs. Got some dogs in Buffalo. This Bengals defense held them to what? Ten points? Ten points? Yeah. Bengals defense is like that. And last week they were really, really like that. So Patrick Mahomes is MVP. And Andy Reid is like that also. You got Travis Kelsey and a bunch of other pieces. I think they'll score more than 10 points. But if the Bengals defense can put up a performance like that, oh, it's going to be, ah, it's gonna be an interesting game. Dave, I love doing this show with you amongst other reasons because to me you're like a football almanac. So prepare yourself asking you this question. I have not prepared you for it. Try not to let you down. You Who <laughs> is the most important name in this game that nobody has mentioned this week? Ooh. Who's the most important name? In Sunday's game, 3.30, that nobody has mentioned this week, but the viewer needs to know about Talk To Me. Like the sleeper? You know, I think that's a, a – Shady touched on it, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it from you. I'll take give the my, rock Give me my credit. Jesse Bates, don't forget about Von Bell in Cincinnati Bell either. Solid, like, that's solid. a nice safety tandem. We know what Travis Kelsey can do. I don't think you can completely limit him. But I think the Bengals are content to take the big play away from the Chiefs. They've got the safeties that can do it. And I think you brought this up earlier this week, Acho. They don't have Tyreek Hill. It has not hurt them. Yet. But, right, they do not have that big play ability. I don't know if they have a guy that can make the Bengals uh, pay if they just sit back like that. So, um, yeah, I think even with Eli Apple, I think the Bengals secondary could throw a wrench into KC's plans.